a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 113 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. Today is part three of our Blast from the Past series, and I have no ado, so hop in your DeLorean and let's go back in time with today's phrases, origins, history, and more. Why do we call people cool? How did a term meaning not hot or cold become a way to refer to someone liked, admired, and looked up to? It started the transition from describing temperature to describing a person in the early 18th century. At this time, it was used as a way to add emphasis to an amount, such as the card game buy-in is a cool $1,000. In 1732, we get the phrase as cool as a cucumber, a phrase I went over in episode 33. Less than a hundred years later, we find another use for cool in a dictionary from 1825, which defined cool as calmly audacious. Then by 1918, according to a slang dictionary from Random House, cool was being used to describe something as urbane or sophisticated. So, over a couple of centuries, it had various meanings, none of which had anything to do with the temperature. However, the word didn't really take on its modern-day coolness until jazz became really popular in the 1940s. It was first used in the jazz world to describe excellent playing, and then became a term for the style of jazz that is more relaxed and softer, yet still powerful. No matter what you're calling cool, the meaning behind it pretty much relates directly to the temperature. Cool is not hot or cold, it's not extreme, and it's considered comfortable and desirable by many. So a cool person is relatable, desired, or someone you might aspire to be. This is why coolness for a person or thing is relative, just like the temperature. A person I think is cool may seem mundane to someone else, just like the temperature I consider cool might still be hot or cold to someone else. That's really all there is to this one, so let's move on. Another way to call someone cool, according to Mimi, is to call them daddy-o. There isn't much information out there about this one, but here's what I did find. This saying can also be used as a term of endearment, but either way you're using it, its popularity really took off in the 1950s and 60s thanks to its use in several movies, TV shows, and plays around that time. It was in use before then, and Daddy was in use before the O was added. Daddy has been used as a term of respect for a long time, 
although I couldn't pin down exactly when or why it became such. The main theory for why seems to just be that children are supposed to respect their fathers, but I didn't find anything to confirm this idea 100%. Anyway, the O was added due to a practice from the Beatniks. Beatniks were part of the Beat movement, which started in the 1940s as a literary movement and became a full-blown social movement. Basically, they didn't like American culture and society after the end of World War II. Anyway, the Beatniks thought that making words sound more Italian made them sound cooler, and this was often done by adding an O to the end of a word. So, Daddy meant cool or someone to respect, but Daddy O meant someone was cooler or deserved even more respect. I don't have a first use in print to share with you, so let's go ahead and check out our next phrase of the day. The next phrase Mimi gave me is also pretty thin on history, but a pad is a term for a house or apartment. However, in old-timey times, this word had less to do with a place to live and more to do with the criminal lifestyle. Back in the 16th century, especially in Britain, it was used by the riffraff to refer to a small, uncomfortable bed made of rags or straw placed on the ground. In the 20th century, it became a term for a place drug users would gather, especially to recover after taking drugs. It was the hippies in the 1960s whose use of the word started to remove the negative connotation, and it eventually became the slang for a house that we have today. While it used to be used pretty much for any home, it's now more often associated with smaller living spaces. That's really all we seem to know about this one. It's a rather ambiguous phrase. So, let's move on. That's all the phrases that I have for Mimi for today, and since they were on the shorter side, I thought I'd include a bonus phrase that came to me through a topper named Chelsea. She asked me why we say wet behind the ears to refer to a newbie. It comes from the fact that babies, when new, are wet all over, including behind the ears. Some people think it has to do with animal babies instead of human ones, suggesting that some animals have to lick their babies dry, and behind the ears is often the last place they lick. People also used to say dry behind the ears to mean mature or knowledgeable, but this opposite saying has mostly dropped out of use. Wet behind the ears does seem to be older, but only by a few years. Both sayings are said to have come into use in early 20th century America. However, in 1873, an English author named Edward Bulwer Lytton used not yet dry behind the ears in a novel which is definitely a precursor to wet behind the ears. Like many sayings, it was probably in use long before it was written down somewhere that survived to this day. But there you go. We say it because of babies. Now it's time for today's familiar quotation. Toppers, today's familiar quotation is from Tucker Max. Quote, I try to explain to people that the only way to be cool is to be who you truly are, and the only way to live life is to do the things that you want to do and be the person that you want to be, no matter who that is or what that is or how you have to do it. 
That's the only way you can be genuinely happy. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Max, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, Love Advice from Old Timey Times. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't ever seem to join forces with those who criticize your husband, even in the length of his mustache or the cut of his hair. He is more sensitive to his little vanities than in his big exploits. The great man will be modest enough about his world-shaking inventions, but if you jibe at the color of his eyes, you have him on the raw. And now for the men. Don't try to keep bad news from your wife. She will guess that something is wrong and will worry far more than if you tell her straight out. All right, toppers, that's going to do it for episode 113. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnofphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. Also, check out the show notes for links to the Podfix network and to my merch store. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Last but not least, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast. Researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers. Stay cool, daddy-o's. Toodaloo. And now... This is... Let me rephrase. No matter what you're calling cool, the meaning beyond it... No. It was the hippies in the 1960s who used... No... was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.